Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. We've got a jam-packed show today. Action. I mean, action. Lots going on. And we're going to be talking to, of course, the uh, All-America Selections folks, Diane Blasick, who's the executive director. We're uh, going to be having Casey Tomato. He's going to be in the house. And uh, then also I wanted to tell you about uh, the new designs from the Ball people. This is Jarden Home Brands, but it's the Ball uh, collection and also the um, Kerr people. They sent me some new items that are out. Of course, we've got them covered there in the magazine issue from March that's coming out, I believe, today. Once it's approved, it comes out uh, and ready to be on www.magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com, in the health section. Got to check it out. Uh, but anyway, so we got a shipment, uh, and we're just always so glad when the uh, different um, – Folks send us a little bit of a shipment so we can tell you all. Uh, Of course, you know, we cover it in our magazine all the time. Uh, And this is one of my favorite companies because my mom and a good friend of hers for many years until the lady died of cancer, uh, they used to, uh, once or twice a year, uh, get together, spread out the kitchen table. Everybody had to be gone. (laughs) It was that kind of doings. And uh, they would go ahead and laugh and cackle so much. We would be in different rooms or outside. And um, they would uh, can or freeze things, and mostly it was canning. And we always used the ball um, mason jars. We had them of different sizes. And we had a special shelf that was in the laundry room for our different edibles. And, of course, during the winter time, you just couldn't beat it with a stick. Couldn't beat it with a stick. So uh, basically what they've got, we love these. These are wide mouth. They're the ball sharing jars. And you can put that with a little bit of a tag to somebody puts like the uh, outside of the uh, container has a bunch of peaches inside. Then it has a little um, card on the outside. I'm salivating. And <laughs> it's a great for gift giving. Um, we're going to go ahead and keep them out for decoration right at the time. And I think mom's going to put pennies in one of them. But we're going to keep them out for decoration at the time because at Christmas time we give uh, different uh, baked goods. Uh, to our friends inside of boxes and try to, uh, you know, make it kind of fun that they can sift through the box and uh, see the different containers of what has like fudge in it or cookies or uh, peanut brittle. We do caramel candies uh, and then a few other things too, you know, like sugar cookies and so on. And then we have chocolates, all kinds of chocolates from different places. So um, that's what we do. And then, of course, if it's a, a relative, we put in a Christmas gift. We put in tea, cocoa. Um, you know, there just so many other things, uh, uh, funny gifts we've put in that before too. But these uh, are delightful. They're four 32-ounce wide mouth. Uh, this called the Collection Elite Design Series, and it does uh, remind you about Feeding America and help donate to them. Um, the Ball Collection, uh, which is the Collection Elite, uh, has also a new one out that we really liked. Uh, it's an amber color. It's a new one, folks. Amber, and that's kind of like a like a uh, like a light brownish kind of color, whatever. And the reason why it's so good, because we got two different sizes that he sent us. Uh, let me see what this is. Uh, 16 ounce and 32 ounce. Cute sizes. Cute sizes. We were impressed. The thing with amber jars is that it blocks 99 percent of the harmful UV rays, you know, from the sun, which can help maintain the flavor, fragrance, and the nutrients of foods, herbs, and spices. 
That's the amber jars that they're now putting out with the ball collection, the Elite Series. I'm telling you, these are top-notch. We have seen their things over the years. I always like the blue ones. That's my favorite, That the clear ones. Uh, but um, we have seen these products over the years, folks, and it is just amazing what they're coming out with now because they want to be up-to-date. They want to provide you with all kinds of options, the whole thing. But they're also thinking about the people that want to get some good gifts. And like I said before, um, my mom and her friend, they used to can all the time. I mean, anything, everything, if we grew it in the garden, they just go out and scan it and see if they can can it. I uh, didn't mean for that to be a, a poem kind of thing, but um, <laughs> that was kind of cute. Uh, but bottom line, uh, they wanted to make sure that they used fresh items. Uh, sometimes they put a little uh, grill green ribbon at the top. Uh, sometimes they put like a little a cloth ribbon uh, back in the day and the 70s. That was real popular. And uh, so they give it to people for gifts. And it would be someone made at church or it would be someone that did something nice to them, you know, like the beautician. Mom always likes to give something to the beautician. And sometimes some of our doctors, uh, because we always want them to feel that we appreciate what they do to help keep us good and healthy as best as possible in different phases of life. So uh, that's what we do. That's how we roll. Um, we're just so excited, and we say thank you to those people uh, that are the www.freshpreserving.com. That's www.freshpreserving.com. You can see a whole catalog of either the books, recipes. They've got all kinds of different uh, mason jar sizes. When I go to the stores in our town, in the last two years, I've seen a big uptick in what the uh, space has been on the shelves for uh, these particular products, and I'm very, very excited and thrilled that more people are taking the time to can and hopefully freeze also uh, their items. We freeze items all the time. And that's how I made vegetable soup this past week. It was awesome, I'm telling you. I just went through the freezer and through the uh, refrigerator, and I call it kitchen <laughs> kitchen soup because I just throw in whatever I've got but we had some really good items that we've uh, kept and uh, we we do this every fall we go ahead and make sure that we've got some stuff that's uh, freezable and put it in there and the canning we want to get back into doing more of that uh, my mom and her friend did it for many years and it's always exciting to talk to the people there at freshpreserving.com or the ball cur people they're all the same thing uh, they have different manufacturing plants across the nation. And uh, we're just so delighted that they thought about us to be able to send such a neat package to me. I appreciate that. They appreciate what we're doing. And uh, let's keep on pushing the canning and preserving thing. And I think the American Community Gardening Association, because I gave them my contacts, uh, they're trying to see if there can be some kind of connection with them uh, to possibly help push more people to do canning and preserving and to realize that going back to the basics, in all that bad. So uh, it's exciting times for people, and we're hoping that everyone uh, does take the time uh, to do some canning and preserving, and um, we're just so delighted to uh, to have them aboard. We're going to be right back with the, uh, the folks there at the uh, All-America Selections here in a moment. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution, and my name is Mary. You will be you're here today. I'm Mary Huckel, and 
uh, my show is Community Garden Revolution. I'm sticking to that uh, that uh, story. <laughs> and we've got now the executive director, Diane Blazik, who is in charge of the All-America Selections. How are you, Miss Diane? I'm doing great. Every day that spring is closer, I get better. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah, uh, she's going to tell us just probably about 30 seconds or so about uh, the uh, uptick that she has seen with social media and how they've expanded that. And then we're going to talk tomatoes because, as I uh, mentioned to you all and also to her, we've got Casey Tomato, who is in the house, and he's going to tell us the stuff about tomatoes, which we all love. So, Miss um, Diane, how is it, because we're going through this, the same kind of phase, but you're probably way ahead of us, but uh, we're trying to use more of the social media and, of course, the video stuff uh, to, you know, show people, you know, what we're seeing, what, what folks have done uh, so they can grasp it that, hey, you know, I'm not the only community garden out there that's doing this, or maybe they are doing that and I can do that too kind of thing. How is it that you find by using social media, particularly videos, that it's really helped you all? Well, um, with us, it's there's there's kind of twofold. With videos, we're doing cooking videos using AAS winners, and so you know Great. there's so Great. many different videos out there um, on on cooking. So we thought we would jump on the bandwagon, and then along the same theme is with Facebook groups. Uh, the big thing now is if you have common interests. So you know maybe there's a community gardening Facebook group or community gardening in a certain state could be a Facebook group, and that way you're sharing all of your common interests. Oh, that's so cool. And we find that the technology is always changing, and uh, to keep up with it, it's been a challenge, I'll, I'll tell you on my side. Uh, but uh, it has been rewarding because we can reach more people. Right, right. Yeah, you definitely now, can when, when you have a group of common interests. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah, we're going to be talking now about tomatoes uh, because we've got Casey Tomato that's in the house. Uh, I happened to see him on Twitter, and so I contacted him, and I, I hope I got this right. He lives in Missouri, but he has his fields in uh, Kansas City. Uh, he said, I'm right here at the line. <laughs> so, so he's in two states. So he's going to give us his views and ideas about tomatoes. What do you find about tomatoes? Because I think the the young company, uh, who has about eight or nine different um, catalogs, their Totally Tomatoes uh, catalog is just absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. It is. So uh, there must be a bigger market out there than what I'm aware of, but I know that that's a popular, uh, you know, vegetable. We here in the, the Midwest, we're corn. Go ahead. Yes, yes, and I would say that um, knowing a lot of the seed companies, mail-order seed companies that I work with, and Jung is one of them, um, tomatoes mm -hmm. is the number one thing, number one crop that home growers, home gardeners start with. So, you know, it's always a tomato because when you grow a tomato, it's going to taste better than what you can buy in the supermarket. So tomatoes are, oh, yes. are the number one go-to product, and thankfully, you know, they're somewhat easy to grow, you know, as long as you know what you're doing and, you know, have certain expectations, then they're pretty easy to start from seed and, you know, wait until the weather's warm enough. Heaven forbid, if you're in Chicago, don't buy a tomato plant today and go plant it. Um, you have to wait until <laughs> after the last frost. 
Uh, I want to apologize that one day you guys got ready to have your uh, 12 to 14 inches of snow. Uh, the first time we talked on radio, uh, bottom line, uh, I had a doctor's appointment uh, afterward the show. I don't know if it was me or my mom. I can't remember. But uh, the next show that we had, I had uh, mine, uh, a doctor's appointment beforehand, and I hadn't had a chance to see the weather yet, although I knew that we were possibly getting ice. But I hadn't had a chance. So when you said something about the weather, I was like, Maybe there's something going to be happening. And, of course, then all of a sudden that I looked at the weather, and I oh, my goodness. And I hope that you all made it through the uh, snow, and I would have been a lot more compassionate. But I didn't know anything. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. Not a problem. <laughs> so it I know was you a were worried. Snow, but but it's, it's all gone. It's melted now, and everybody survived it. Oh, my lands. Well, we have exceptional weather this week, so I don't know if we're getting snow next week, but we have exceptional weather this week. So a, a tip that someone gave me at Walgreens, believe it or not, one of the managers, he said get a tomato and then cut it twice and then put it inside the pot, which we did last year, but we did it late in the season, so it took about a month and a half for it to grow. And it finally grew, we think, one of the slices. We're not sure if it was all of them, but one of the slices. And gal, I mean to tell you, I mean, I'm salivating right now. They were gorgeous. They were a good size tomato, and they were actually red. I couldn't believe it. They were actually red. <laughs> so so I don't know if you've heard of that tip or not, but they actually grew. So we're going to try that first right off the season here. We're going to, as soon as we can find a good red tomato, we're going to go ahead and cut it and then put it inside there. And then, uh, But it took us about a month and a half. We're lower part of the, the um, Midwest. So uh, what kind of good tips do you have about tomatoes? Or do you have any ideas of what's the, tr the trend? Well, um, you know, we, ha we see all kinds of entries here. And I think I've talked about trends before. The number one thing is disease resistance. So this is what the breeders are working on when they're producing hybrids. They want the home gardener to be successful. They don't want you to, you know, get some sort of disease on your tomatoes and lose all your plants halfway through the season, which can easily happen if they're not disease resistant. So that's that's the big thing. Of course, taste is a big thing. Unique colors, you know, we've got the indigo tomatoes like Midnight Snack. Um, yellow tomatoes, we've got one called Chef's Choice Yellow. Patio Choice Yellow is like a little grape tomato or cherry tomato. Um, current tomatoes, we've got one called cherry, Candyland Red. So the unique is always a great seller, but of course your basic red like celebrity is always a good seller also. Oh, the varieties that the young people have are just out of this world. I couldn't even believe there are so many tomatoes. Uh, with tomatoes, uh, are you going to be doing a lot of videos or some videos on that too that they can see on your website or what's going to happen there? Absolutely. Yes, we do. I think three of the recipes that we have include tomatoes. So one is actually taking that current tomato, Candyland Red, that I mentioned, and roasting it with okra. So that's one recipe. Another one is a spicy tomato and cucumber salad. And then the other one is making not minestrone soup, but minestrone pasta. And it uses tomatoes in as well. And then we have a couple videos that are not from this year, but from last year. And they, let's see, I think two of those also use tomatoes. So there's a lot of them that are on our YouTube channel, and we're posting them as blog posts on our website. Oh, my gosh. I would have reacted in between all that because they sound so yummy, but I hope that you get some sound bites from other people, see? <laughs> so it's hard for me to sit here and go, I can't say anything. <laughs> oh, the sound, the, with the, one with the okra, the oh, my God. Huh? I said that's a hard what, job Diane? as a host. 
Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Anything to give people a platform for what we're all trying to do is create, you know, more food out there, more getting down to the basics and so on. And uh, Ball had sent me some of their uh, their recent uh, new products, and so I was telling people about that earlier part of the program. And uh, I did see last night, late, and you might have already heard this, uh, the Bayer Company is uh, wanting to purchase uh, Monsanto for $62 billion. And see, by going through uh, Europe instead of their whole, their base, see their bases in Europe. So instead of going through an office in the United States, they don't have to go through all the rigmarole of whatever. And uh, so the EU has already given them the good graces. So I haven't had a chance to read the news feed today and see um, how that's going or whatever. But that could possibly change things. And I talked to their new PR person uh, last week because we're trying to initiate another interview with them. They're very cautious, particular people. I've already interviewed them about bees, and I can uh, have Dr. Becky Langer on again at any time. But uh, we're just, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because that's going to change the market again. <laughs> it's all about Changes the seeds. Constant, right? <laughs> Yeah, change is constant. That's right. That, yeah, I talked to a fertilizer company, and they're trying to get their thing out to, to help people, you know, grow more about fertilizing. So, uh, but, yeah, well, we appreciate you here this week again, and uh, people can look at their website and uh, give us the, uh, the the QT there on the website, you know, where they can go to look at your information again. AASWinners.com. That is great. Well, you have a great week, and glad that the snow is not there in the Chicago area. We appreciate it here, down here in the southern Indiana, western Kentucky, southern uh, western uh, Illinois area. <laughs> we appreciate it, too. So thank you, ma'am. We appreciate all that you do uh, with the different hybrids and all the different plants and, uh, of course, the flowers, the gorgeous flowers uh, that are out and giving them uh, your uh, seal of approval. We appreciate all you all do. And that's thank Diane Blasick, who's executive director, yes, ma'am, of the all America Selections. Now we've got coming up here in just a few moments. We've got Casey uh, is in the house. He's Casey Tomato. We're going to go ahead and find out what he knows about tomatoes and what he can give us. For My name is Mary Hugel, and we've got Casey Tomato, who is in the house. I'm very excited because he is like a guru of tomatoes, and we're very excited that he's going to come on every so often and be like our guru uh, for tomatoes. And he works on creating new tomato varieties and unique uh, quality with unique qualities, evidently. And he's in Missouri, but he's at the cross line there, the border there of Kansas, where his actual plants are. Keith, are you in the house there? Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good afternoon. So, Keith, tell us, you know, how you got started in all this and why, why, and then tell us uh, what are the best trends that you're seeing coming across this year for tomatoes. Okay. Um, about myself, um, I'm a lifelong gardener. I fell in love with it because of my grandparents. Um, I've been working with tomatoes since 1993, roughly, but I've been I've been growing them longer than that. Um, I had had problems in the 80s in one of my gardens, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And uh, when I finally diagnosed what it was, I was like, hmm, I should breed that out of tomatoes so I won't have that problem anymore. 
which was kind of a naive thought. But uh, eventually I ended up going back to school, and I went to K-State and got a degree in um, port therapy and community garden and working with vegetables. And um, when I was there, um, I bugged the breeder uh, for a job, and I ended up working on melons and beans. And his background in grad school happened to be tomatoes, and he said, well, if you're going to do breeding work, you want to work with tomatoes. So I ended up going to NC State and working with a famous tomato breeder there. His name is Dr. Randy Gardner, and he produced a lot of uh, tomatoes and um, that are widely used throughout particularly the eastern United States. It's the Mountain Series in particular, and they are a typical – grocery store tomato um a lot of them were picked and gassed and um when i got there in 93 you know i was like well where's the flavor and um when i was there another (laughs) professor introduced me to a guy named uh craig lahuyer who is uh nc tomato man and he's written a couple of books but he looks at the usda stores of old tomatoes at what we call heirlooms now and I got introduced to him. He happened to live down the street from my wife's uh, grandparents. But we hit it off, oh. and he introduced me to a lot of things. And it just became, well, why aren't I taking these things that the universities create with high disease resistance and putting it with these old heirlooms to create flavor? So that's kind of what got me started in, in doing what I do. You mean that, okay, so I always thought, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so I always thought that if a tomato was fat, juicy, plumpy, red-looking, and looked so ripe that you hit it that you wanted to sport, you know, like I think, that that was the most flavorful time. So you mean that they actually can create, or there are certain ways that tomatoes grow that do create the flavor to it? Is that what happens? Absolutely. Um, flavor is complex in the tomato, and I don't want to get overly scientific here. I don't know your uh, base, but um, genetics is very important. Um, you know, your breeding stock, your family, what, where you come from, have an influence. Um, but uh, there are environmental factors, how much sunlight, receives, how much heat it receives. That's why it's complex working with flavor because year to year that changes. So you have to kind of look at things and go, is, is what I'm really seeing here a result of the genetics or is it a result of just this environment? So you have to keep testing year to year. But you can – significantly improved flavor and what i've found and others have backed up with research now is um when you make a hybrid in corn they talk about uh hybrid vigor the term is heterosis so when you cross two parents and then you the offspring creates this hybrid vigor and in corn they particularly talk about yield so the yield increases and you get this stronger more vigorous plant um Well, you have heterosis for flavor in tomatoes and melons, too, so that when you cross, when you find the right parents and you cross them together, their offspring significantly better. It'll knock your socks off. You don't even have to think (laughs) about it when you put it in your mouth. It's right away. It's like a wow. But it's that's a special condition. You have to look for that. You have to do a bunch of crosses and find where that is. And that's kind of what I'm interested in exploring. And I think... Some other people are starting to hit upon this. Um, Dan Barber at the uh, the Stone Farms Inn in New York um, has recently started a seed company, and they're looking at this. Um, see, I see value. I came background with produce and 
restaurants originally, and I see a value to chefs of like, hey, this is different. This is different than you've been getting out there. And so there's these other groups like the Culinary um, uh, Breeding Network in the Pacific Northwest that are introducing chefs, farmers, and breeders together. So I get this material in the field, and I look at it as a breeder, and I go, hey, that's interesting, but, you know, it's not what I'm after. But if a chef sees that, they're like, maybe that's exactly what they want. Or they can look at it and go, that's something I can work with. Um, because, you know, we all get our mindsets, but when you introduce different minds, you get a better result. So, like, I can create really sour tomatoes, and there's some people who want really sour tomatoes. But, um, you know, I need somebody to say, hey, that's something of value. Let's work with that. Let's take that forward. Because it, it does take quite a bit of resources and time to develop something. Whenever it is that we go to a restaurant, let's go to the culinary part, and I see it more at a restaurant than I have when I uh, purchase something during the winter time a tomato, let's say, from some other country. Why is it that when you cut into it uh, that it has that, uh, maybe it's because it's been frozen, I don't know, uh, it has that, that white, pinkish kind of look inside. It almost looks like we're eating um, uh, a wax or a, a replica of a tomato. What, what is that about? Well, part of that's the breeding um, in the effort to create a market, year-round market, and um, to supply the market of fresh tomatoes. Um, breeders have for years worked with firmness traits um, so that they don't crack, so that they ship well. But the other issue with a lot of fresh market tomatoes coming out of different parts of the South and um, New Mexico in general uh, they tend to pick them green and right before they start ripening, and then they uh, stick them in uh, chambers and they gas them with ethylene gas, and it, oh. it gets them to ripen when they want them so they can hold them longer for market shift changes, shipping changes, but it's not ripening fully on the vine, and it has the genetics inside of it that make for a firm fruit, which when they selected for that, they moved away from some of the flavor characteristics. So hmm. what I'm trying to do is introduce that flavor back into it. And it's tricky because, um, you know, people really do want a perfect round red tomato when they buy at the store. And the only thing that's changed that is farmers gets because people are going, oh, there's these heirlooms and they taste really good. And they may not look so great on the outside, but, boy, they sure pack flavor so there's kind of been a, a shift in thinking um, to get away from that. I have to have a perfect round red ripe. But the the big companies they've done studies, and you know people say they want something, you know, tasting better and stuff. But when it comes down to it, they put cameras on them and they don't know it. They're picking the round ripe, perfect things from the store. But that that's created the situation where the flavor is just really not there. At this yeah. Point. But there are people working on it. There are people working on it in Florida. Oh, Lance, I can't believe all the information you have. This is wonderful. Well, I've called you the right name, the guru of tomatoes. So um, I appreciate you being on uh, today. I sure do. And we're going to get the opportunity uh, to speak with him again at some point whenever he has the time. Uh, the door is always open because tomatoes, just like the uh, the people ahead of time when they heard that you were going to be on, um, 
she changed the subject from being a, about social media and videos. She said, that's our number one interest that people have is tomatoes. Can we talk and focus on that more instead? And I said, okay, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, that's what there's we did. a lot of interesting stuff coming. There's a lot of interesting stuff coming, and there's a lot of interesting stuff that hasn't been uh, exploited or used. And that's what I've been trying to do. So you can see. Well, some of we what appreciate. So whenever it is that you can come back on, you uh, drop me okay. a line because I've got to get ready to go. And uh, drop me a line and say, hey, Mayor, I've got some time uh, today, and we'll have back Casey Tomato here in the house. It's my honor and pleasure. I'm I'm just enthralled by the information that you've got. That is so cool. So we are gracious uh, for the opportunity to have. Uh, we've got to find you a sponsor so that for sure you could be on here anytime. So, <laughs> so we appreciate we appreciate and uh, it, it has been my honor to talk uh, about. Um, Tomatoes with Casey Tomato with the All-America Selections. And thank you to the Ball Corporation, the Jarden Home Brands, for sending me all these wonderful new jars that I got in the mail yesterday, as a matter of fact, so we could do it for our show. We appreciate that. And do look up on their website, uh, www.freshpreserving.com, for their latest uh, that they have as far as mason jars. And you're going to be just blown away. What an awesome day today. Well, thank you, folks, for listening to our show. It has been my honor and pleasure. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution. We're going to be back again next week. So, so <laughs> this is Mary Hugo saying, have a great Community Garden Day.